You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I ain't met Clay LP yet. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast, Monday edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Yeah, that's not getting old anytime soon. Playoff P. We love the guys, especially if he's scored 36 points in every single playoff game. And as you can tell, by that opening cut, we're going to talk a lot about Playoff P here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Also, in segment number one, we'll give you an injury update on not only Playoff P, but Corey Brewer, Steven Adams, Alex Sabritas, and Donovan Mitchell, who was just unbelievable last night for the Utah Jazz. And we'll talk about some things the Thunder need to do better if they want to maintain control of this series. In segment number two, I thought this series was coming down to Rudy Gobert and Steven Adams. Didn't really turn out that way last night, but it doesn't mean that it can't change. What is the Thunder's strategy for Gobert? Steven Adams and Carmelo Anthony fill us in on that. Also, Billy Donovan will talk about the bench and what they need to do a little bit better. And then finally, in segment number three, I'll tell you about the coolest thing I saw at last night's game, and it happened off the court, plus... I'll throw in my two cents on the Brian Davis situation, and hopefully it's something that you haven't heard before. If this is your first time listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, my name's Eric G. I did radio here in Oklahoma City for a few years, hosted Thunder pregames, but mainly a lot of Thunder postgames. I work now for a publication called Thunder Digest. I host another podcast called the G League. You can hear that on iTunes, and that's a great place to get it. Also, SoundCloud is where the G League is, and we are getting requests for that podcast, so we'll crank out a few more episodes as the playoffs go along. I'm at practice. I'm a credentialed member of the media. If I haven't already said that, I also go to the games and do my best to go inside the locker room and every other nook and cranny of the peak and try and give you the stories that you want as fans and be that liaison between player, coach, front office, and fan. If you are a business owner, I do want to say this. If you're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 44, that is your demographic. You've got a web-based business or it's brick and mortar and it's got a website and you want people from around the world to know who you are, you've come to the right place. The Locked on Thunder podcast has listened to 98% men or 98% of the people that listen are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. Email us at LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com and find out about our very reasonable rates because we would love to help your business grow. Segment number one now of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And let's start with the latest, all the injury news. If you haven't heard by now, Donovan Mitchell, who had 27 points last night for the Utah Jazz, the outstanding rookie guard, has a foot contusion. He left the court in the fourth quarter to go get it looked at, had an MRI That's what it revealed. His status for Wednesday's game, according to the team, is uncertain. And put that in air quotes, and yes, I did the air quote thing. But come on. It's like Paul George said, and Corey Brewer said after last night's game, I think you would have to hit these guys with a Mack truck. And I'm not even certain then you can keep them out for the playoffs. If they can go, any of these players can go, they will find 
a way that they can go out and contribute to their team. So I don't see Donovan Mitchell not playing on Wednesday night. As far as the Thunder goes, you've got Paul George with his back problem. You've got Corey Brewer who has the sore knee. And you've got Steven Adams who's having some health issues. And Alex Sabrinas, how are all those guys doing? Billy Donovan from earlier today. We didn't, he, Paul and Corey and everybody went through everything that we went through today, but we really didn't do much physically. So, you know, I um, will probably have a better feel you know, after tomorrow's practice, because we actually have a day to kind of really go up and down a little bit and play and compete. Um, so there wasn't a lot of contact today. Or there was, I should say, there was no contact today. So, it was, you know, but he went through everything that he went through non-contact. Steven, okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yep, he went through everything as well. My quick take on last night's game, since I haven't given you my opinion on that, great start by the Utah Jazz. First six minutes out of the gate, they were absolutely fantastic. And they also closed really well. Alec Burke coming off, or Alec Burks coming off the bench, scoring 10 points. And that's something that still scares the heck out of me for the Thunder is their inability to close. And at some point, that's going to bite them in the butt this series because this Jazz team doesn't give up. If we learn anything about the Utah Jazz, when we haven't seen them since December, is there's not a lot of quitting these guys. And the Thunder had them down by 13 and 15 late. And the Jazz never stopped. They were working their butts off to get game one. Game two becomes very scary. As far as that first six minutes goes, here's what Raymond Felton had to say about what was said in the huddle after Billy Donovan called timeout to get the Thunder going. I really can't say uh, in, in, a, in a terminology that I want to say, but um, we pretty much say we need to get our stuff together and uh, go out there, compete, you know, play hard, and you know, just really take the fight to them. You know, At first, they was taking it to us. Then, of course, there's playoff P. Good old Paul George, 36 points last night, 13 of 20 from the four, 8 of 11 from beyond the arc. I'm not a numbers guy. But those are pretty darn impressive. Those are pretty darn impressive stats from from Paul George. But when he was originally asked about the whole playoff Paul George versus regular season Paul George, or how does he turn it up for the playoffs, it wasn't offense that he was talking about. Let's go back to Friday's media availability, or I think it was Saturdays. Was it Fridays, Saturdays? I can't remember. All the days are running together. But when that was originally quoted, I'm going to play the extended cut here. Here's the album track of Playoff P, and it starts with Eric Horn from News OK asking Paul George a question about guarding Donovan Mitchell. You, you mentioned guarding Donovan. You guys faced him so early in the season that Andre was the guy who was primarily on Donovan for most of those possessions. I mean, is that something that, that you're going to take on, a guarding Donovan for the Georgia possession? Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Yeah, I ain't met playoff P yet. Huh? <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to these matchups. I'm used to playing against the best offensive guy um, during these moments. So, um, you know that'll that'll be my my role. Not to say Corey um, won't guard him, um, but the that'll definitely be my role, especially late in games, is, is to take that matchup. Okay, so that was my next question. They say big time players like big time moments. What is playoff PG like? Oh, man, it's a fun guy to watch. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's an out-of-body person uh, where, you know, I, I just lock in and put myself into a, a different zone. PG, I know that person. So with that being said, when you got that phone call coming here, you heard he's going to be playing with Russ and Melo. Did you envision the fourth seed and having home court advantage? And some people think y'all can go deep if y'all play together. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I didn't. Uh, of course, I thought you know we with, with what we had, the talent we had. You know, I didn't I didn't see us being at fourth, but um, 
I saw us in this moment getting ready for the playoffs and, and you know, knowing what we all bring uh, as individuals um, into the playoff. Um, you know, I, I thought about that, and that's what, you know, had me excited um, when I first got here. Um, and, and, you know, I still have that same excitement. So um, looking forward, looking forward to jumping this thing off. So let's break this down for a second. One, when it comes to guarding Donovan Mitchell, I don't think anybody from the Thunder did a good job on him last night. And if that doesn't change, Donovan Mitchell may single-handedly beat the Thunder in one of these games, especially when Oklahoma City goes to Salt Lake here in another couple of nights. Two, offensively, Paul George was the same guy who said a couple of weeks ago he didn't think that there was necessarily a switch to flip. He felt like you had to be playing consistently going into the playoffs in order to produce at that rate. Paul George has flipped a switch in these last two games. The guy scored 76 points in his last two games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. There is most definitely another level. Not only has he found it, but Carmelo Anthony found it last night. Carmelo Anthony played great defense. How many times have we ever said that on this podcast, but he was extremely active with his hands last night. Carmelo Anthony was pretty active on the boards there, getting seven total rebounds last night. It was just a fabulous, it was a fabulous game all around for the Thunder for the exception of those first six minutes to start the game. Now, as far as playoff P and Paul George's legend growing as playoff P, Corey Brewer was asked if he had ever seen Paul George or knew about Paul George in the playoffs. And here's what Corey Brewer had to say after last night's game. He played great tonight. You know, he was aggressive. Um, we told him to just be himself. And that's what he did tonight. Um, made shots and, you know, won the game. Carmelo Anthony, much to a lot of our surprise, had actually never heard the term playoff P. He thought that that was a nickname that the media had given Paul George. You know what? Forget it. I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to let Carmelo Anthony tell you all about Playoff P and more importantly, whether you can give yourself a nickname. I I thought you guys gave him that name, and I found out this morning that he names himself that. (laughs) So... Are you allowed to give yourself a nickname, or does that have to come from someone else? I thought it had to come from somebody else, but... When you have a performance like that last night, he can can stick with playoff people. (laughs) Look, far be it for me to to disagree with Carmelo Anthony. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's my favorite player on this team. And a lot of it has to do with quotes like that. And if Carmelo Anthony says that Paul George can give himself a nickname because of the way that he performs on the court, then I'm not going to argue with it. It was just absolutely outstanding. I think the biggest difference we saw from George in these last couple of games versus what we've seen in the last month is one, mechanics are getting a little bit better. I think more importantly, he's feeling a sense of urgency. And and he sort of displays that when you get the opportunity to talk to him. There's something a little different about Paul George. He's normally a very laid-back guy, but knowing that his time in Oklahoma City may be coming to an end because he's got that whole free agent thing that he's got to deal with in the summer... Maybe if this is it for him in Oklahoma City, and this is the only season that he, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony get together, Paul George certainly wants to make the most of it. Oh, and there is that whole thing that if you perform really well in the playoffs, your value goes sky high once you hit the free agent market. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Coming up in segment number two, the matchup that I thought was key, not as key last night, but does that all change? It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, and by like what you hear, if you like the Locked on Thunder podcast, then I'm going to ask you to go to LockedOnThunder.com. Not only do we have every single one of our podcast archive, not only with me, but also with Carson Cunningham and Fred Katz, the guys who used to do Locked on Thunder back in the day, we also have exclusive video, or at least video, from everybody during their media availabilities, uncut, uncensored, given straight to you. You can get video today from Carmelo Anthony and Steven Adams and Billy Donovan, and you can get last night's Raymond Felton video unfiltered, uncut. Same with Corey Brewer and Jeremy Grant. It's all right there. Your one-stop shop for audio and video and all things Thunder, LockedOnThunder.com. Segment number two of the Locked On Thunder Network. Let's talk about Steven Adams and Rudy Gobert last night. Uh, these two guys. I- I'm really not sure what to think. Uh, Gobert, 14 points last night. Adams finishing up with 12. Just sort of right now, just looking over the numbers. And Adams rebounding last night. Ah, eh, not too bad. Not too bad. Seven rebounds for for Steven Adams and uh, seven rebounds for Rudy Gobert. Still, I, I think... I think what I was expecting from both of these guys is that there was going to be a little bit more pushing and shoving, more 80s, 90s style basketball where they're getting under each other's skin, where they're they're about to go at it. And there's still time for that. I still really think that that can't happen with these two guys because they're two studs. And both play very well on the defensive end and both take a lot of pride in their game and, and both like to get in there and bang on you a, a little bit. Today, we had a chance to talk with Steven Adams. Didn't get a chance to last night, but had a chance to catch up with him after practice today. Here's what Steven Adams had to say about getting position on Rudy Gobert, especially when it comes to attacking the glass. Defensively, when I'm boxing him out, um, I just try and get him as far away from the bucket as possible. Uh, Obviously, very big dude, long arms, so... It's not good enough just putting a body on him because he's so long that he can still, you know, reach over you, grab the ball. So just pushing him out, that's my mindset. Um, offensively, it's just normal stuff, really, from me. Just try and time when we're going to take a shot, try and get a bit of position on him. Is that what you mean? That's yeah, what you mean, yeah, yeah. Of? Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like both teams are kind of concentrating with you guys, with the big guys in position, and the guards getting the rebounds. It seems like that was a thing for both teams last night. Oh, just boxing yeah. and to allow the guards to get the ball. Yeah, did you see that? Or? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, especially on them. They were sending, like, maybe two, two or three guys to me, which was which was fine. Um, but, yeah, that, that obviously allowed the others to manage to get the ball or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we do our normal stuff, you know, just box out your guy. All we're trying to do is not give up offensive rebounds. Well, both teams are, so whatever you got to do to end that position, that's what you got to do, you know? Sometimes you have to prime the pump for Steven Adams to give you a little something on the X's and O's, but I thought it was very good there. Now, Carmelo Anthony was asked about the same thing because the Thunder were able to have some success last night in some areas that maybe some people thought they weren't going to have. Here's what Melo had to say about their strategy, the Thunder strategy, dealing with Rudy Gobert. Yeah, we want, we want to keep we want to keep him, uh, you know, kind of keep him engaged as far as... Um, 
not being able to change shots and not being effective down in the paint of blocking shots. So I thought yesterday we did a good job of, uh, for one, making shots, and for two, just keeping him away from, you know, being able to be effective as far as blocking shots and, and, and altering shots. What's the key to actually executing that? Can't tell you that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Utah's is looking at these interviews. <laughs> We're not going to do that. All right, we'll accept Carmelo Anthony being a little coy. Thunder bench last night, not good offensively at all. In fact, man, 17 points total. 17 points total off the bench last night. Most of those coming from Alex Abrinas, who scored 11, which is good for Alex. With his, as inconsistent as he has been offensively, it's great to see him contribute in the playoffs. Still, this bench is going to have to give you production if they're going to not only win this series, but if the Thunder are going to go farther than one round in the playoffs. And that's something that's been a major concern coming into the postseason and... I mean, we, we can hope for something better. I mean, Jeremy Grant just didn't have a great night scoring last night. But the Thunder bench did a lot more stuff. They were also very active. Also, with it being the playoffs, you can stagger your starters a little bit longer and keep them in because the starting five was all around fantastic last night. Not just Paul George, Billy Donovan from earlier today. You know, like I've always said about them, you know, I think sometimes with, with them we you know, can have situations where we don't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, but as long as they're defending, you know, I think that's a disciplined group. Um, they're connected. I think Ray does a great job of, of, of leading that group, communicating with them, getting them all on the same page. Um, I think Jeremy and, and Patrick have complemented each other very, very well. And then having Paul in that group with Alex, um, you know, they, they did a good job. And, and then certainly with the way Paul shot the ball last night, the, the, the second unit, you know, played well. But they've done a good job all year long, you know, and uh, they're, they're dependable, they're reliable, and they, they really work hard. How does that change the calculus and what you can and can't do when they're playing pretty good for you? Well, you try to let them stay in there, you know, normal rotation. If they're if they're going a little bit, I'll try to, you know, extend their minutes and play them a little bit longer. You know, if they've got a good rhythm and flow going, I think you have to do that. Um, you know, Jeremy, I thought, you know, had some opportunities in the first half, didn't convert on them. Um, but in the second half, you know, he played well. So he went a little bit longer with him because he was playing well. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G, your host. Coming up in segment number three, I'll tell you about the coolest thing that happened at the game last night, and it didn't even take place on the floor. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. If you like what you're hearing on the Locked on Thunder podcast, then you should check out some of the other podcasts that we have. We've got Locked on Jazz, which is hosted by David Locke, who is the owner of the Locked on Network. And if you had a chance to hear David, we did a crossover podcast. He's very, very, very good with the numbers and the X's and the O's. And if you want a complete breakdown of Paul George's threes last night and while they were why they were working from an X's and O's standpoint... David Locke gives that to you today in Locked On Jazz. You can also go to LockedOnSports.com and check out any of our podcasts. Also, our writing. It's your one-stop shop for NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. It's LockedOnSports.com. Last night after the game, the Thunders 116-108 win in Game 1 of the first round of the playoffs against the Utah Jazz. Notice before we went into the locker room, before we went into the locker room to get our media availability with, with all the Thunder players, 
North Carolina coach Roy Williams walks by. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's got players that are here, you know, playing the game. And the first one that came to mind was Nick Collison. Because as much as I think of Roy Williams being the North Carolina coach, growing up in Oklahoma, going to school at OU, I'm always going to think of Roy Williams as the Kansas coach. It'd just be it, and I will he will ever be synonymous with Nick Collison to me. Last night after we wrap up and I spend longer in the Thunder locker room than what I really needed to waiting on Steven Adams. I I was the only guy there. I could have got a one-on-one Steven Adams and I will honestly say that I blew it. But I don't think Steven Adams really wanted to talk last night so it's not the end of the world. So as that's ending and as I'm digressing, I I decide to head back to the media room so I can get everything posted and start thinking about today's podcast. And there it is. Roy Williams... Nick Collison talking to each other. And there was that thought of just stopping and eavesdropping in on the conversation. Because I would have loved to have heard what they were talking about, especially if Roy had some strategy for the game. or I would have liked to have heard what Roy thought about the way Raymond Felton was playing, whether or not he thinks Nick should go into coaching. There's so much I I wanted to hear. Like, I wanted to, to... to just sit there and listen to these two guys talk, but I didn't do it. I I thought better, didn't do it, backed off, and just let them have their their private moment. Because even in that, even at that moment, you know when you're being an intrusion. And I totally would have been an intrusion, but that was just one of the neatest things I've I've seen because I've never seen former college coach, former player get together and talk at the peak. Not during my time covering the Thunder over these last few years. Now, maybe some other guys have seen it before. I haven't. Finally today, I want to wrap up talking about the whole Brian Davis situation. And throwing in my two cents, I like to talk about stuff that maybe you haven't heard before. And I don't think it matters whether or not I'm offended or you're offended or you're not offended or I'm not offended. What matters ultimately is Russell Westbrook offended. Is Paul George or or any of the Thunder's players offended? And are they okay with him coming back? And and it's real simple. If these guys want Brian Davis back, he's going to be back. And that's it. I've known Brian for a while now. And he treats me fantastic. I think we have a very good relationship. I, for one was glad to see him back at practice today. I don't think there's a racist bone in this guy's body. I think he had an an unfortunate choice of words. And in 2018, really, not even just 2018, overall, we need to be careful about what we say and we need to be cognizant. That being said, I don't think Brian's a bad guy. I think he's a class act and I'm glad he's going to be back calling these next few games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I hope if there's anything that happens here, whether you're upset or not, or whether the Thunder are upset or not, I hope forgiveness can happen. And I hope healing can happen through all this. I don't know if that's very profound, and I hope maybe you haven't heard anyone say that before, but just to reiterate, it's good to see Brian Davis back and calling games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We shall be back tomorrow to break down this series even further between the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Remember, go to LockedOnThunder.com for more Oklahoma City Thunder content and LockedOnSports.com for all your Major League Baseball, NFL, 
and NBA needs. Until then, ELE, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.